Nicole. And this is Jean. This is a Philippine X podcast to magically disappoint your parents. Yay. Hey. <laughs> it's, a, it's a somber Friday. Hey. It is. Gosh, what's in the air? The heat is in the air. It's too hot to function, y'all. You know what, though? It's like actually, um, it's like under. 100 yeah. this week it's supposed to get hotter next week anyway boring. that's why i'm not a meteorologist <laughs> same sames uh we got some fan mail or some shit yeah and, um so at kayamo.kindness who went to our live recording um send us a, a brief dm by the way she put by the way my sister and i used to refer to each other as bruja growing up but shorten it to brew so um Hey, whatever floats your boat. Uh, but thanks for sharing with us um, that we're not alone in this madness of um, brujas. Yeah. Yeah. I, my mom and my dad also do that too. Like they, like instead oh, they of saying it. bruja, yeah, they go, hey, brew. <laughs> but I, th- you know, it's not like the way that we use it. No. <laughs> Definitely anyway. not. Oh my gosh, we have a special guest. Yay! Vera, aka one of our favorite Virgos, aside from Jean, (laughs) is back (laughs) to join us for today's episode. Vera, what the fuck is up? Reunited and it feels <laughs> so good. I've been like, I wonder when I'm gonna get invited back on. You manifested this. You know what? Or them a fest. It's a them a fest. Period. And be fest. Uh, you've been a, so since you were last on, like you have like a million projects going on right yeah. now. Quit being such a Virgo, will ya? I know. <laughs> I, I literally had to tell, I told my friend, like, okay, if I tell you about a new, like, freelance opportunity, tell me not to do it, because I'm fucking tired as hell. <laughs> I was, like, literally, like, right before this, I was, like, okay, muster up the energy, like, <laughs> be a good guest, because I was, like, I'm so fucking tired. I just want to, like, suck up a blunt and, like, <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> we'll have to do that for, like, um the Patreon. Yeah. After <laughs> like yeah oh my gosh brujas after dark i mean just so am i right <laughs> is it just vera after dark <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a new freelance opportunity you know what um don't do it <laughs> i'm just kidding that assignment wasn't for me so i'm gonna be terrible yeah. yeah it's gonna be me um yeah, so I know you're doing stuff with This Is Your Magic, and you've got a segment called Doll Talk on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Your Magic is this media company, and we're just exploring basically contemporary magic and spirituality. Um, and Doll Talk uh, is, slash was like a live show where I just interviewed uh, different creators kind of about their magical practice um and my my angle on it was basically that like magic can be and spirituality is and can be in your life in ways that you don't know Mm. um because I think for a while after I left the Christian church I was like I'm not (gasps) spiritual it sounds so historic (laughs) I was like I'm not a spiritual person but I don't know but there is like little rituals that you can have in your everyday life um 
And magic is everywhere, my 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 dudes, my they thems. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's basically like my angle in it. And that is kind of your magic's angle. It's sort of like uh, literally like you can uh, be spiritual and kind of connect to the earth and to to your emotional self. I love um, it. Yeah. How'd you get involved with those brujas? Because that's like mm-hmm. huge. i feel like it was kind of i mean kind of a magical experience because i just saw a mysterious like job posting on like a listserv and it was like it didn't have any special formatting it was just like and it was like kind of like written in like short words like it was like like words i don't know like letters were missing from it and it was just like (laughs) are you a writer or editor and do you like magic email us for an opportunity and i was like hi uh i can write and edit and i like magic i think is this about those cards or (laughs) (laughs) magic the gathering i've heard of it um and basically i don't know interviewed they interviewed me they brought me on and the rest is history now i work for them that's pretty cool shout out way to put yourself out there (laughs) emailing people and telling them that you're interested in a job will get you very far in this life farther than LinkedIn I've seen it happen oh my gosh I'm gonna I'm gonna fold that up put it in my pocket Mm -hmm. I'm gonna hold it close to my heart (laughs) I really needed to hear that honestly it is good damn advice though yeah oh my gosh and then tell us about archetypal 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 okay well I I call, I call it archetypical. It's like the wrong way to say it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, currently on hiatus, but I am playing. It's not, it's not abandoned. I have a bunch of stuff on the back burner um, because I, although I have a lot of projects, I do let myself take a break. I don't yes. let myself work if I'm tired. <laughs> so yeah. that's why there hasn't been a, 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 a piece in a while. But um, basically it's my outlet because I was on that freelance grind that like pitching, cold pitching editors grind, trying to like get bylines and stuff. Mm -hmm. And my work was just too weird. Like I would get accepted sometimes. And then like, by the time we were in edits, they were like, can you actually like shave this all down and make it like three Yikes. Like take out all the interesting parts. And I was like, I don't know. Actually, I want to write like 3000 words (laughs) and I want to like reference 7,000 different things and um, and there's just less space. Like, guys, media is in a bad place right now. There's not a lot of space for that kind of fun, creative... Quote, unquote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was like, okay, I'm sick of this. I don't want to compromise my creative vision. Mm. But I also want to, like, not not be writing. Because um, I was just like, I mean, this is a little capitalist Sorry to my <laughs> communist comrades but I was like everyone else is getting bylines around me and I'm falling behind mm. um and like I'm running out of like relevant uh clips so I was like okay I'm just gonna start writing on my own um so I started writing about culture kind of looking at it through the lens of cultural archetypes um at, and the first post was about uh Jess Mariano from the <laughs> yeah. girls <laughs> white boy eternal white boy of the month in my heart um and it was sort of like analyzing his character and like creating a fake astrological chart for him and basically talking about like the archetypes of Scorpio of Aries and like what kind of person is he in these different aspects of his life and I opened it up from there to talk about um just sort of like the different archetypes we see in media and 
like mm -hmm. I am trying to get into like more gender stuff like gender roles and like expanding gender expression and um expanding what people think of as gender expression and what mm -hmm. people think of as gender roles um so more on the way but you know taking a break and also because Substack is transphobic so I'm confused about what I want to host it on mm. so a lot of stuff <laughs> yeah. yeah so many layers but um I really enjoy your pieces, um, especially if you're part of the um, fandom or viewership of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it was really refreshing, <laughs> like yeah. a refreshing take. Because um, it's a cold take, because I'm really <laughs> slow also. So like, uh, let me talk about media from like 30 years ago. <laughs> a cold take? Well, maybe it's like tepid, because you know how folks are like nostalgic about yeah. 90s things? So mm -hmm. maybe it's like a, a tepid <laughs> room, a safe room temp take. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if you, I, and I'm not trying to impose <laughs> Virgo to Virgo, but I would really, I again, super far away, but it would be really cool to see a piece um, done about um, Lane. I know you've already done a Gilmore Girls piece, but I think there's just so much more to that character. And I think, I think actually it's a there. Lane was going to be my second post, but then I was like, everyone's going to think this is a Gilmore Girls <laughs> uh, And I could literally write like a book about Gilmore Girls, but um, maybe, maybe should, that's how I'll get back in. It's like the welcome back to Archetypical. More Gilmore Girls takes. <laughs> um, anywho, whenever, whenever you put it out again, you'll be sure to read. Thanks, y'all. Honestly, like, and because I haven't really been looking on a library's website or anything, but like, are a lot of people writing about um, like Gilmore Girls in, in terms of like media studies? Because I feel like I haven't seen a lot of that. Um, there, it's not really, I, from what I've seen, it's not really academic, but there have been a lot of um, comparisons to Dawson's Creek with it. So, um, Ugh, so whatever. I know. All right. Let's not stress this out. <laughs> uh, let's, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to a check in. A chicken check-in. Vera, this is your hour. <laughs> Tell us aside from your thousand million projects, how have you been? Hmm. It's so loaded, but <laughs> life according to Vera right now. Um, I really feel like I'm on a talk show. Uh, <laughs> okay, like let's like start small right now. <laughs> Uh, I'm just white. I feel like this week was long, but also like so quick. It was like Mercury in retrograde. There was like a solar eclipse. There's like also in Vegas, like the air feels weird. I feel like everyone's mm -hmm. like sneezing and coughing. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I'm just like white kind of, but I'm also more at peace than I have been for, I don't know oh. why. Maybe, maybe it's like Saturn's in Aquarius now or something like who knows, but um, like I'm tired, but I feel really capable of doing it. And um, there was like a sort of tiredness I was feeling like a few months ago where I was just sort of like uh, fatalistically tired. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the fucking point of any of this? Um, but you know, I, I found the beauty and meaning in life. So I'm enlightened <laughs> now and I can be at peace with being tired. <laughs> Is it like a Virgo thing? Because I feel like Jean is kind of I'm, at that same <laughs> point. Before you logged on, we we're like, damn, we should just do a Virgo survival like episode. 
<laughs> Honestly, you know, I'm just going to sit back as like the, <laughs> the, the fish here and just um, y'all take it away. But you, you notice how we're talking about our feelings, but we're not talking about our feelings. Yes. yes. You always tie it up back into a bow. And I'm like, I see you. I see you, Vera. <laughs> how uh, are you, Jean? Me? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll go and then I promise I will make room for my favorite fish, Nicole. Um, I am literally a tired, fragile baby right now. <laughs> um, I just, damn, I really like, I want to recognize that is my mood and my mode right now. Um, I, I just came off, you know, running a conference and I, we're always here this time of year and on episode, you know, um, capturing how tired I am. Even though this year it ran a little bit smoother um, because, you know, I tried to really schedule like taking care of myself. Um, So, yeah, but it always takes an emotional toll on me and I'm like, this is not sustainable. This is not sustainable. Um, So hopefully as, um, you know, the new year comes, I continue to just take care of myself, not just because it's going to be a stressful season. Um, but I am looking forward to hanging out with my mom for the next three or four days. We're going to be on hiatus hanging out. Um, we've never done like a mother-daughter um, vacation time. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh my gosh. Would you please record parts of it? Yes. I'm actually, I was thinking about getting a little travel journal and like just taking down content, you know, because I'm Listen, sure it's... You know how like <laughs> Oprah did that road trip with Gail? Yeah. Jean and Virgie. <laughs> It's a, it almost sounds like Tuca and Birdie, you know, ish, like just how short those names are. Yeah, um, yeah I think I'm going to do it. Like, I yeah, I think I'm going to do a separate journal because stationery is exciting. And ah, I just do it. <laughs> stationery is exciting. Yeah, I'm going to go hit up the, the dollar uh, part of Target, just find a few little notepads and, you know. How about you, Nicole? How are you? Wait, so like, I guess maybe... <laughs> Next summer, we should schedule, like, we should do our hiatus, like, right before <laughs> your thing. I know, huh? Notes for next year. Um, yeah, I'm fine. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, like, totally going through it, but <laughs> it, it is what it is. Um, I, I need folks to come over and take my um, chard, because I have a bunch of it, Vera. Yeah. on my way right now <laughs> like um you might need to bring your own ziploc bags because i don't have the big sizes okay but yes i have a ton of chard um uh, congrats i mean green thumb, yeah like... it's cool but like i i don't eat chard so <laughs> like, okay um i gosh so i had to watch this like video for work on implicit bias and it was terrible and i uh <laughs> I, I just felt so what sparked that like what they just randomly let y'all watched it I wonder if it's just like a you know corporations are all trying to be woke right now so um <laughs> it's like maybe their effort at trying to cover their asses uh, like well you know we we talked about this in a video in a, in a poorly drafted video so <laughs> if it happens um under our watch like we're not responsible for it I I don't know it was it was like kind of insulting (laughs) because it um like took personal feelings and conflated it with like implicit bias it's like not the same thing 
So I don't know. I I was looking at job listings in in the corporation and like that, like the, like the corporation implied implicit bias person is not up, but I'm just saying they need a new person because that was whack. But I guess if they were just trying to do like scrape something together really fast, then, then yeah, mission accomplished. It's garbage, but it's, but you did it. Yeah. They can make a report, you know, a yearly report that they had this much viewership. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, I did it on the clock. So it was like, I got paid for it. (laughs) Whatever. Do they have eighties actors? Like, no, um, it was like it. It was very contemporary, like, oh. but it was also very gross. Like, <laughs> there, there was like a, um, like a, a non-white lesbian with tattoos that was like, somebody followed me around the store. Would they be doing that if they knew I was a cop? And oh, I was like, <laughs> I'm already tired. Huh? Yeah. yeah it was just gross and yeah you know just doing the least with um <laughs> whatever i i don't i don't know um but corporate yeah. wokeness is so exhausting especially around pride time also is during our month <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh yeah i mean cool i got a free t-shirt but like is the message yeah it's like it's cute are you gonna come um, that of course well no because i think i have to wear it like oh. if I, if the store is open but uh they also gave out enamel pins and heather <laughs> i showed it to heather and she said this looks like free garbage that your <laughs> that your company gives out i was like yeah it does because it, it is it's like it's like very much an afterthought like you can just tell when folks don't give a shit <laughs> anyway pride started as a riot not a not a peaceful moment in gay history i digress (laughs) i guess that uh also kind of puts us into our um topic but i'm jumping around (laughs) haha classic um i also want to thank vera for showing up to our live recording it was amazing you guys honestly thanks to everyone who showed up but especially vera (laughs) special who can miss those green glasses anyway (laughs) i love that i love that you let uh you made everyone redo the the the, like yeah because i I missed it because i missed my cue i know you came on to the screen like wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) were you able to do or uh, were either of y'all able to go to any other panels or? No, because I was so busy. I was so sad. <laughs> I was like looking at the schedule and I was like, I wish I could go to all of these, but there was like 80,000 classes. Yes, there were. And it was like yeah. during my work day. And I was like, oh. Yeah, like on the one hand, I loved that it started at one in the afternoon as opposed to other like academic conferences that start at like eight in the morning. <laughs> um, but I, uh, so I, I did go to the keynote and um, Dr. Rodriguez announced her early retirement from UC Davis and also announced um, like her intention to take the Bulletin Research Center out of the academy, which I think is hella radical. That's badass. Um, and I, um, so I wonder what like, 
other folks were thinking once they heard that, especially like folks who are who are associated with the Bullet Fun Center, yeah. like folks, and I guess like folks in general who do like this uh, research on like Filipino, Filipino Americans and like folks who also really um, lean on the academy <laughs> for like legitimacy, like um, are, are y'all okay? Um, I hope that this moment radicalizes y'all. And uh, I don't know, I like, it really set the tone of like, these ivory tower places are just, they're, they're not meant for us. They never were meant for us. Yeah. Um, and so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as two people who work in the ivory tower, yeah, we, we definitely. It's, and it's like, uh, we like literally abolish uh, academia. It's like, I think that's so cool. Like mm-hmm. that. Cause I feel like when people think about like, oh, like college shouldn't exist. People are like sharing knowledge shouldn't exist then. Is that what you're saying? I'm like, no, but it doesn't have to cost $20,000 and like make everyone feel horrible all the time. Right. There's just so much bureaucracy to get something even printed. So I'm hopeful and I hope she's doing okay. You know, I'm sure, you know, can't, you know, making that big announcement can have its own backlash. No one gets mad like academics get mad. Yeah. Honestly. I mean, I always thought that academic papers were just like shit talking, <laughs> but with citations. <laughs> That's a great way of putting it. It's like a uh, colonist chisme. <laughs> hey. Oh gosh. That's like, the, you heard it here first. Yes. Uh, on the next episode of Archetypical. Ooh. <laughs> Take these uh, you're down. giving me ideas and I like yeah. it here. You know, I'm here for ideas, but I'm not here for follow through. Like I can't help you with that. So um, um, my um con afterthoughts is just like, you know, we got to meet some of our, you know, uh listeners, but also like brand new people. And so, you know, we stayed off for a little bit of time and um, we've met somebody who also knows about magic in, existing in our culture based out of California. So uh, we'll be in touch. Yeah, that was like a special little moment. Like I know folks had other places to go afterwards, but I don't know, maybe we we got to do like a virtual hangout one mm-hmm. of these days. Yeah. Oh, I vote for more, more live brew hop baddies. Yes. Um, we were like, let's get a, a live reading of <laughs> expose all our expose all our <laughs> I don't want to know about my past lives I can't <laughs> oh my God, that would be so emotional it really would it'd be so scary and like I'm like I'm clearly not learning my uh, my lessons from my past lives so <laughs> I don't maybe it would be uh beneficial but that would be a good one it would be uh, we'll pocket that in our notes, our show. <laughs> there are like there are like past life decks too, like specifically Ooh. for reading your past lives. I'm down. I'm down to find out. Um, any? Do, do you have any Bulacan thoughts, Vera? Before we talk about today's episode, <laughs> that'll be a big hell no. Um, <laughs> so speaking of past lives, these are not our past lives, but I will talk about today's episode. So. Our history and historical figures within our culture are not mainstream in any way. Yes, there are strides made through ethnic studies, interdisciplinary studies, 
and Asian and Asian American studies. And we think the work being done at the scholarly level to investigate and cover and explore this information, but being part of the diaspora and, and residents everywhere on the globe, there is a tendency to never have access or interest in folks who have shaped small and large liberations we experience today. <clears throat> Today's episode, the Bruja Baddies team plays switching places. If we could swap places with someone um, and tell you why, this is it. So I'll pose the first question, friends. Um, who would you be swapping places with? Who are they briefly in the past? Nicole? Ooh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna be uh, pretty honest that like, I do not wanna switch places <laughs> with anyone in the past. Um, just because I, I do love uh, creature comforts such as like flushable toilets, Wi-Fi, air conditioning. Um, and so I, like when folks talk about having time machines and stuff, like I just wouldn't want to fuck around in the past unless I was a wealthy white man, because mm. then, you know, I could get away with what the fuck ever. Right. right. Um, but so of all like historical folks that we like look up to that we learn from uh there's always some sort of like uh violent uh trauma that happens like that's kind of how we know about them um and I just don't want to relive that I would I want to <laughs> learn about it but I don't want to relive it um and so in terms of like historical folks I'm gonna go with someone fictional Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um i'm going with space thought robot fucker and scamming ass lando carlisian nice slow clap <laughs> <laughs> um, okay that's your part your fun historical fan no not fictional character and what about you vera okay so um i was thinking there was like this like person in history that I like have always been obsessed with but I've never like deeply looked into and like I mean Nicole you said it like very deeply violent um but it's and I'm not this isn't my answer so I'm gonna like pivot right after this but I okay. wanted to say um Zhang Yi Sao who was like the most successful pirate of all time and she was like the pirate queen with like hella ships and shit you know just uh, I stand like a girl boss gatekeep uh criminal and uh, <laughs> she was like doing like if you read her wikipedia it was like crimes against the spanish government the english government the chinese government it was like she was running shit so you know what i i have to stand her as like a, a historical scammer but <laughs> wait can you say that uh, her name one more time before you move on to uh john uh jang yi sao jang yi sao i'm saying that wrong but um if you want to google it it's like z-h-e-n-g-y-i-s-a-o okay um icon <laughs> but uh what i ended up with was um maria orosa in the most california accent you've ever heard <laughs> maria orosa mary um, <laughs> hey Mary um but Maria she was a chemist and a food scientist and she developed over 700 recipes from sustainable local ingredients in the Philippines she invented wow. banana ketchup so get already, the fuck <laughs> she invented banana ketchup and it, that it was like a like innovation to like just help 
people be like nourished. And she invented like soy powder and a bunch of other recipes. Um, and she like smuggled food in like from like emptied out bamboo shoots to like, I think uh, some sort of internment camp in the Philippines during World War I. And she like helped a bunch of people not die from starvation. Um, I just think she's cool. <laughs> wow, I'm hungry and amazed. That's every episode. I know. <laughs> you can guarantee I hella eat after this. Um, for me, so I have always loved, I don't know if Mulan is, is she fictional or real? I don't know. I always thought she was real, but whatever. So um, growing up, I loved Mulan for like her cross-dressing, like queer adventure, you know? So I searched up like a Mulan equivalent when, you know, we assigned this episode to us and I came upon Carmen Rosales. <clears throat> so she's a mestizas Mestiza actress, so she's Filipino and Swedish, but she looks Chinese. Anywho, um, she became a guerrilla fighter during World War II and disguised herself as a man. So I thought she was pretty cool. Um, it, she disguised herself as a man because like her husband got killed by the Japanese, and so she um, she wore a mustache, and I was like, really, that's all it took. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a hardcore. <laughs> This is like a classic, um, if Forensic Files had done this, like a historical Forensic Files, like how did uh, Carmen get away with stuff? <laughs> you know, don't give it to them. You, we got to do this. Yes. Yeah, don't give it, we, that's ours. But that's really interesting. I wonder if like, like, I don't know, just gender across history is very interesting. Um, I feel like now we're so tuned in, like, because trans people are like overexposed on the media and we're like you're trans and you're trans and I can tell um and it's scary but I wonder if back then it was just like yeah that, that guy has a mustache so like I don't know why wouldn't he be a dude <laughs> <laughs> right. but the, oh that's hardcore she was a guerrilla fighter like yeah can, she became known as a sharpshooter like from actress to like being really dainty to like throwing hands yeah throwing super hands and like um there was even a moment where like a Japanese general fell in love with her and I'm like did he fall in love with her or him <gasps> what oh my god and and like pressured him her <laughs> to marry um like marry like the Japanese general and or he would kill more Filipinos um what? And before, like she could answer like I'm like uh, what what was your gender identity when this was happening um yeah what I'm into that <laughs> I want to read about that so bad <laughs> it's really amazing can you imagine an actor now like going to war like and like shooting like and absolutely uh, not yeah there'd be the, yeah there's no way with their comforts that they have right so like and I think after this whole war she made a movie about herself. So I don't know where to find this movie, but it's called Guerrilla or whatever. Um, I could be butchering the title, but yeah, she made a whole movie. Like, how do you have the energy? That was like traumatic. How do you have time to make this movie? Maybe she was the Virgo. <laughs> Is that why she, re she resonated with you? <laughs> no, I don't know. I have to find out. I have to find out. I want to know. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know, fake mustache and everything. Uh, to me, I feel like there wasn't a lot of resources to make a fake mustache. So like, did you cut your own hair and make the mustache? Did you I didn't even think about that. Like, uh, you know, cause I always feel like 
you know, mustaches were kind of a thing like three or four years ago and like people would like get them from vending machines and like stick them on. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine her with like one of those. <laughs> when when was this? I think it was World War II that she, that this happened. Hashtag Jean, is, is she sharing fake news? <laughs> I, I, wa- I need to know what kind of drag she was up in. Right. Well, I mean, um, if she was also an actress, I'm sure they had like, some kind of um, like she knew folks that had a yes. background in like theater and costume. Yeah, where she also pulled it off, you know, like yeah, during the war as a survival. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she. I'm not a woman. She. Like, <laughs> That's how I see it. That's how I see her. And then I don't think so. Empire of Japan. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's basically what what drew Jean. Yes, it was the mustache. It was. What what drew me to Maria was like kind of this very active role in solidarity with like her people. Um, and I like I, I really hesitate to say it's even like a back uh, uh, back end like support role because like she I mean also talking about violence she. Um, like was like standing her ground because she was in World War One and in World War Two, and she Yikes. like stood her she stood her ground in Manila during World War Two, and it was like the city was like the city was like a war ground between like like American forces, Filipino forces, and I think Japanese at the time, um, and everyone was like you should like evacuate the city, and she was like I'm staying here, and she like yeah died in like a bomb attack. Wow. Um, but I, I was just really drawn to like the use of her knowledge and like it's like the combination of like science and chemistry knowledge and like local ingredients and like cooking knowledge and applying that to like actively help people like be fed and nourished because I think that was a real problem um, that she was trying to solve and she had offers to be like the state chemist of like of like different countries and stuff because she was like I guess that legendary and iconic <laughs> but she like stayed in the Philippines to, to support and I I just really respect that I really feel like she was about it and for I, I, sure I yeah because and I think about like contemporary like food folks and how it's about like who can outdo each other um with like your local um or like the like food of your people but but yeah, that's really like, oh no, I'm doing this to like, so that folks can be fed and not so that I can get like a James Beard award. Yeah, it's like, like to keep my people alive. And I feel like she was like, like she was like, this is sustainable because it's like local crabs and it's not like some fake, what what is like now what we think is sustainable, which is like, doesn't think about long-term goals. Mm-hmm. Everything's wrapped in like plastic and like, you know, et cetera. I think like, um, how like banana ketchup is rebranded like you don't even think about her like at all I remember Google um, you know how they do like that drawing when you go to the mm-hmm. Google homepage like they had her on there for I don't know if it was like Filipino Heritage Month or something but it, like that's basically it it's just like banana ketchup yeah. cool maintain the status quo Ugh, yeah. yeah and how hard it is like to just stay the staying part was what gets me and I'm glad you brought that up because like many of us are here because you know that we 
our families are from having to flee. So that's, and to, so to be in two wars, wow. Wowzers. And to like be in it, like she was like in it, in it, you know? That's true love for like the country for sure. Um, so like, um, you know, we don't want to forget Lando. So why <laughs> Lando? Listen, listen, uh, listen it. Okay, so Billy D. Williams, the actor who plays portrays Lando mm-hmm. as like an 82 year old came out as gender fluid, which is like what? pretty fucking cool, right? Yes. Like, to really know yourself even um, like when, I mean, you know how like uh, there are folks who think that like being off the, uh, or like, identifying as outside of the binary is like I'm just being trendy or whatever but for someone who like to really know themselves um and is an established actor is and to like really come into their gender fluidity is like beautiful um and you know like I think that's inspiring for folks who who grapple with identity um and I love Lando's pansexuality duh uh we (laughs) love a thought um and I, I resonate with like wanting to be a pacifist and and like um like wanting to scam like dirt bags out of their money and stuff and um you know I'd rather be doing that and like wearing silks but when it comes <laughs> down to it like I will yeah I'll I'll take out my blaster to like fight fascism like I'm down yeah I'm down yes. for that shoot a stormtrooper too yeah yes I guess it also teaches, you know, you talking about that teaches me that um, the fictional person and the person who plays them can be equally cool at the same time, <laughs> you know? Um, and yeah. just like that intertextuality between like real life and his character and like yes. what he brought to that character. Cause like, if it wasn't mm-hmm. Billy D. Williams, then like Lando would not be like that. Yeah, Iconic. that's true. Love a, love a gay criminal. Guilty <laughs> 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 crimes. Um, so overall, you know, thinking about the three that we've chosen, what are some deeper questions that we have for like these people? Um, I'll start, you know, I just think like, you know, just like thinking about like the proximity of whiteness, you know, I mean, probably was easier for her to be a celebrity. Like if you look at her and you look at Vilma, Vilma Santos, I think that's the famous actress, like they kind of look like each other. And so maybe that was a precedence of that and whatnot. And um, maybe her fair skin got her that appeal for marriage. I mean, as a come on, Jean, come on, <laughs> come on, Jean. <laughs> you, you seen all the models in the seafood city, <laughs> all the ads. Sure. You know, but, it, but she skin. abandoned celebrity. She yeah, did abandon that's celebrity. A, that's the difference. That's that's sick as hell. Like she could have like been living sweet, but she yeah. she went to war. Yeah, she could have went to her suite, you know, or or whatnot. Um, yeah, that you know, so she gave that up a little bit. But I mean, I guess, I guess my my um, question for her, or my deeper question is like, will will Carmen ever get a deeper investigation ever? Like, I mean, I just think that's really cool. But I think like, I don't know. We don't think of celebrities, or not even celebrities, but like women in war as anything worth that's, studying, I guess. That is so, like, just like universally. 
Mm-hmm. And like, what, like, the, I mean, Filipinos are like, no one cares about us. <laughs> <laughs> That's the theme of today's show. Even Filipino media, like you just said, it's like all like the really fair skin mestizos or like expats. Ugh. Or like, just like really, like I would not, it's not dainty, but like they have like, like kind of porcelain skin, right? Like, or even the men. Have There's a specific uh, like type of femininity that's acceptable. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know, maybe plot twist publishing will come out with something. Oh. Maybe I can, uh, calling all Carmen Rosales' family, let's piece the shit together. <laughs> or did she even have kids? Who knows? We'll find out soon. Not on next week's episode. Right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I think I, I would have to ask Lando, like, how does one fall in love with a robot? You know, like, because um, if, like, robots are, like, the artificial, artificial intelligence, like, you fall in love with artificial intelligence is that reciprocal love or do you just kind of let go and like just let it happen and just just live with your robot i'm too into this question i want to talk about that <laughs> i want to talk about that for like three hours <laughs> i need to know what lando thinks um for maria i feel like uh, i i kind of well on like a like less serious notes i want to know like how much of like her food studies were like like came from a place of passion because like if if you know anyone mm-hmm. who likes to cook it's like it's almost an obsession but also like it just is like a second nature for them to like experiment with like a dish for like a hundred times in a row until it's good and i wonder if she saw herself as like a food scientist or if she saw herself as a cook or if she saw herself as a chemist and like what motivated her to pursue that vector I mean like I know mm-hmm. it, ultimately she was like supporting like her people with it but like would she have supported her people like I was like what like what came first is like you looked around and you saw everyone was hungry and you want to feed people or you had a passion for it and then like you're like you know what I can use this or like you know I, I'm just very interested in, in her journey there mm-hmm. yeah it, it just reminds me of how like like just watching just a bunch of Netflix cooking shows like they really do operate like scientists in the way that they move and something tastes a specific way or or whatnot especially Um, like recipe developers which I mean she developed mm -hmm. she developed 700 so um so I mean what are steps that we can know more about these people you know we just at the beginning of this episode you know we we tore down the ivory we kind of thanked them you know what I mean like what what can we do what's to do uh google's your best friend exactly (laughs) um I think there's also I don't know what some of the search engines are but there's some search engines like for every time you search on them um they give to the environment or they make a donation oh yeah google wait sorry google's not your best friend sorry everyone take that back (laughs) search engines are your best friend yeah, um, maybe we can do an episode on just figuring out other search engines that are helpful. But oh well, I mean, yeah, I guess the search on your own and even just developing an audience too. I mean, maybe maybe other podcasters can chime in, like or as long as there's kind of a call for it, you know. Um, yeah, um, I kind of remember um, that like the inventor of MSG kind of had a similar. Um, journey. And so Mm -hmm. 
I guess I would challenge food historians that we know to mm-hmm. to add banana ketchup to their um what is that called your lesson plan your outline oh, yeah. no your syllabus add banana ketchup to your syllabus syllabi yeah. Ooh, you make a really good point I think like just in general like besides the every person who should be looking to but like teachers like really investigate it like interrogate it ask like <clears throat> asking sh- they should find you know I don't know I just think about like before Vera even br- brought up Maria it's just like to somebody that's just like oh that's just my relative you know but, but like that's un I don't know we we add to a collective amnesia of like well whatever we no one fucking cares about us and why should we care about our fucking selves yeah, yeah like I, I mean besides like this like besides like these specific characters like you can ask your family or other people in your community like uh, just about their history and like if you if you go in just being curious you can like be surprised by what you learn and what you find I mean or what folks will share yeah Mm. yeah when you ask people directly they will tell you things (laughs) (laughs) more than you'll actually want to hear but hey worth (laughs) worth asking right um, this is a fun question, right? So how do you think uh, Lando, Maria, or Carmen would uh, survive in your shoes? Uh, I want to know about Lando. <laughs> <laughs> I think Lando would be so bored with <laughs> our technology and like the inability to travel to space and would like just laugh at folks like Bezos and... Um, Oh gosh, I forgot his name, but y'all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Muskrat Supreme. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I feel I think that Lando would be into Tinder and probably TikTok. Um, and I think that Lando would also laugh at like all these um, contemporary like Star Wars fandom dorks who cannot or refuse to. Um, see the parallels in the empire and like fascism and nazism and stuff it's like oh that's the same thing but okay (laughs) (laughs) and he'll be like why aren't you shooting more people (laughs) i don't i would i you know i'm just gonna keep it shut (laughs) (laughs) i feel like he would see bezos going up in that like little tin bucket and be like okay Good luck. This is rudimentary, <laughs> but all right. Good luck to you. You could do a little lap around the rock. <laughs> um, uh, I think I think Maria would kill it because obviously, I mean, she's not that far away, and mm-hmm. like, she, if she was in my shoes, she'd be doing everything better. I feel like she just seems like <laughs> she got her life together. Um, that's kind of, I think you might be right because she already felt like she felt like she was living in the future, you know. Yeah. Um, somebody could have been like, oh, "Stop it, Maria! Stop making shit!" You know, and she's just like, mm-hmm, "I'm sure. She, I'm sure people did. I mean, people yeah. were telling her not to do like everything she was doing. Like, they're like probably like go like build wealth in like Sweden instead of staying here, flee the city, et cetera, et cetera." And she was mm-hmm. about it. You know? Yeah, I like. I also think <laughs> for Carmen, like, I think she'll be surprised at the amount of like masculine clothing that exists for like all all genders right now she'll be like whoa I just had a mustache but y'all have like suits and pants and 
cut off shirts and shit. <laughs> um, I think she'd be real surprised at that. Um, oh, I wonder I've... if she would be non-binary. Mm. Mm. I also wonder what she would think of like the contemporary um, government in the Philippines. Oof. And like, what would like she... she fought for that? Like she fought for the. Yeah, yeah but, like let's say that that's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't fight for what's happening right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She like like I did all this and y'all fucked it up. What? <laughs> <laughs> she would be like, put on a mustache. <laughs> Get your shit together. <laughs> Start scoping people out. <laughs> um, anywho. That would be a good graphic novel. Jean, let's get on it. Honestly. <laughs> let me take that idea and run with it. Um, last two questions before we hit the wrecks. What have we learned about each other's choices and <laughs> any resources, you know, for further investigation? The, our, our choices are very similar, weirdly. Yeah. Like a lot of gender fluidity. Anti-fascism. Of, yeah, a lot of, we're like very Antifa <laughs> right now. <laughs> I think we're going to be put on a watch list. Yeah, um, watch me, I'm boring. <laughs> <laughs> You're planting illegal chard and giving it up for free. Oh, <laughs> how dare you. Um, I, I, I'm, I, I think that's an interesting thread though. That like mm-hmm. these people who are um, that we kind of see as like I don't know like in in some ways like small liber- liberations in some ways really big that like they have like Antifa vibes so you know look at yourself if you're listening to this and and think about <laughs> if if Maria Carmen and, and Lando would get along with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for me, like I feel like talking about. Um, you know, when that show came out and the two, uh, Carmen and Maria, like, I just feel like they're living in the future, you know? Um, I'm sure they probably had a lot of shit thrown at them, but uh, I mean, they add to some of my creature comforts, right? Like I can kind of wear these uh, jogging pants and be okay as a Filipino woman. And I can, uh, you know, eat banana ketchup with, all kind of delicacies like now and I mean beyond that like um I don't know there might be some shit I'm eating that I can credit Maria and not even know it you know which is sad but I mean now I can be cognizant of that connection I think we uh learned that Jean um wants (laughs) to uh play with gender um (laughs) or gender presentation I mean, we knew Jean's a history nerd. Um, <laughs> I mean, like a textbook. And that Jean's got a deep desire to kickbox for the greater good. <laughs> I think that's, that's what we learned. Um, just thinking about resources, I'll put that in the show notes. I'm not going to read whole web addresses to you <laughs> all. Like, it's not, it's not conducive to this episode. Be a clickable link. The, like, deep, like, it's getting longer and longer into the Friday night energy of <laughs> is a is real real stuff here. <laughs> real real stuff um yeah let's hit the rex vera what's good uh <laughs> hold on i wrote something down okay i recommend letting yourself eat easy food in in honor of maria because not everything has to be like 
a, a wholesome meal that you cook whole cloth or Taco Bell. <laughs> um, because I find myself in this paralysis of like, I have groceries in the fridge and I don't want to cook them. And then I kind of just feel guilty about like, no! going to get fast food. <laughs> and, like and then you're just sort of like in this like back and forth, you're not doing anything. You're thinking about food, you don't want to cook. When you're at the grocery store, buy hot dogs, buy frozen meals, buy a frozen pizza, buy popcorn, and just eat up, like eat it, heat it up. A microwave meal is a good meal, okay? And if you do want to go get fast food, go get fast food, girl. Like just eat, like don't feel guilty about it. Uh, Instant meals I recommend. Trader Joe's, the vegan tikka masala is great. The Mm. tomato feta soup. Uh, the Jollibee drive-thru on Rainbow Boulevard. <laughs> yes. Um, so you don't have to get up out of your car when you're, re- that's how depressed you are. <laughs> um, and the generic brand lactase. Because oh, yes. oh, there's generic brand? Yes, you can eat pizza and not get a stomachache, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Lactates are not cheap, so I'm glad to know. I, honestly, your first wreck, I really needed that, so... Thank you so much because I have mushrooms I was going to make lasagna with and they're decaying and I'm like, feel terrible. I feel like I punished them by not making them into anything. So I knew that. Well, um, like a frozen pizza, like a cheese pizza, just throw some mushrooms on that. For oh next yeah, time. that's what I can do with my... There you go. Or, you know, you're, you're being a little ambitious and you got some arugula. Just a, you don't have to have a salad. Yeah, you can put it on a frozen pizza. Okay, thank y'all. Y'all thinking like Maria out here, changing the game on foods. It's a new semi-homemade, okay? (laughs) (laughs) That is tea. Filipino semi-homemade would be so good. Yes. Um, Nicole, what's your Rex? Um, You know, I've been really nostalgic over like early 2000s mashups. Um, And so I have this uh, CD (laughs) called Radio Soul Wax Presents as heard on Radio Soul Wax Part 2. Um, I, folks might be familiar with Soul Wax as they like, they do a bunch of remixes and stuff. Um, but this particular mashup is like really good. They have, uh, there's a section of it where it takes um, independent women, independent ladies into Dolly Parton's nine to five. And it's like one of my favorite parts of this whole thing um I can't find it streaming but there is a a Vimeo video to it so like you can have that on in the background or whatever um I too love lactose free stuff um lactose free milk is like my shit Mm. right now um and in terms of like easy foods like I basically just have like um breakfast essentials (laughs) because like I hate cooking (laughs) and if I'm, I'm more of a, a functioning cog if I eat something <laughs> in the morning. Um, so just some lactose-free milk is good. Um, and, you know, like take communication or miscommunication with a grain of salt as it is uh, mm-hmm. Mercury in retrograde is going on until the 22nd. So um, I don't know, like miscommunications, I guess, like don't be too... Uh, don't read too much into it maybe or give give other folks like a little um a little room to uh um, I don't know like just don't react very quickly to stuff 
let it slide. If you feel some kind of way, like just blame the planets and don't put that <laughs> on that person. Oh, I talked to your therapist about it. Yeah. That's good advice. I will blame the planets now. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded so somber, Jean. <laughs> I think it's, it has to be somber because I'd be like on everybody, you know? Um, yeah. Okay. So my top three, um, number one, do nothing self-care. So, um, you know, I do still learn during new leadership week that I run. And one thing that really stood out to me was, um, you know, when people consider self-care, it's like, you know, it's an action, you know, it's like, you can't just, just be like, you can't just be like, like sitting here with audio is like self-care just, you know? Um, so I don't know. I've been listening. I, I hate to admit it, but I, and I know people are way ahead of me on this, but they've been, people have been all about Brene Brown. She had this one episode sliver thing that was just like self-care. Sometimes we think that we have to build a fallout shelter when like self-care, like, like self-care can be everyone just caring about everyone else. And I was like, that sounds so unrealistic, but I guess, yeah, kind of, yeah, that'd be nice in a ni- nice ideal world where people cared. Anywho, I tangent, but um, anyway, I just want to just be um, and, I, and find that rewarding, you know, without being like the Virgo in me and like, oh, somebody needs me or I need to do this. I have to get that massage because that means I have achieved on Friday a <laughs> self-care thing. So um, that's, again, one, do nothing self-care. Two, visit a psychic. This has been like the first month where I've like visited like three psychics. This is so wild. I've done all that um but you know it's just nice to get a second opinion from the magical universe about life um for fun pleasure and focus uh i just went right before this one um and my friend was feeling real terrible because she's like i'm catholic should i know about these things and i had to talk her down. yeah i had to talk her down the ledge i was like um you know ancestral like we used to do stuff like this you know and be connected in variances of ways and even just sitting there like the psychic's like just pray to whoever you pray to, you know? So it's not like, no, God versus psychic. So I, you know, um, cause she's like, why do I feel so relieved? And like, I mean, how can it be so bad if you feel so relieved? Like, um, so that's my number two, shout out to my psychics. And then number three, I think everyone should check on their funny friends, which is kind of funny because all of us did check on each other and like all of us are going through it. Um, so they or we might be not doing too hot and masking pain so a simple hi hello and people have done that for me I don't know if I've manifested that but um you know simple hi or hello might be the thing that they didn't even know they needed um so true shout out to friends like my friend Tate and like Rachel who just like check in on me and hold space um mutually so um yeah those are my top three friends (laughs) Yay. <laughs> Yay! We made it through. We did it. We did, we it. did it, Joe. <laughs> on, on our half history uh, lesson here. Um, any last words before we log off? Before I start our send off. I ho- I hope y'all turn this off and go do nothing immediately after. <laughs> that's our, that's my homework assignment. Yes. Ooh. I'll turn it in tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered I had two things I put on my to-do list that I was gonna do. <laughs> um, but we'll promise not to, to do to do nothing at some point. An excessive amount of nothing. Ooh, good. 
This is Jean. This is Nicole. I'm Vera, and this was a Filipinx podcast to magically disappoint your parents. Yay! And your to-do list. <laughs> yeah.